0: What's going on, everyone? Thanks for stopping by my podcast, Chasing the Hook, Ironworker Stories, and more. The only podcast where we'll sit down with the old-timers and let them tell the stories of the old days. We will also talk history, traditions, and what the future holds for us. What's up, brothers and sisters? So on this Next episode, I sat down and had a uh, conversation with brother Don Vick Sr. out of uh, Local 14, Spokane, Washington. Um, just want to say what an amazing uh, conversation it was. Uh, Don is just uh, one of those iconic uh, ironworkers, kind of worked on some very, very iconic projects, um, started uh, his career. Um, working bridges, Uh, he was a connector on the story of Mangler Bridge um, as a connector um, then became um, a foreman superintendent and then worked on some other iconic projects throughout the world and the United States uh, which he'll get into on this episode but uh, man I wish I could have had uh, uh, hours on end with him um, because he's just one of those guys that has so much knowledge to share and so many stories so but uh, I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, here we go. Um, so I'm, I'm recording already, Don, just so you know. So I'm just going to kind of, just what I was going to kind of talk to you about, just kind of go from your early years, from uh, your apprenticeship, kind of start off when you're young, and then kind of work through your career, if that's okay? Okay. Um, so... My first question is, uh, I I kind of been just kind of asking some of the the retirees here in the in local twenty nine about you know if they've worked with you and stuff, and they kind of said that your dad was an iron worker. Is that is that how you became an iron worker, or did you kind of want did you know from a young age that you wanted to become an iron worker?
1: Yeah, pretty much. You know, like my father was an iron worker. Several of my uncles. Okay, and then my generation a bunch of us cousins were iron workers so it was in the family
0: so you just kind of knew from a young age that's what you wanted to do pretty much yeah did you kind of did your dad ever take you to like some of his jobs that he was working on or like kind of show you what some of the projects that he was working on
1: yeah yeah Uh, he did uh
0: was your so or did you come out of the bay area down is that where you did your apprenticeship
1: I I did my apprenticeship in Spokane, Washington, Local 14.
0: Oh, you did. Okay. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. cuz I kind of somebody told me that you might have did it down in the Bay Area, San Francisco or Oakland or something. So they wanted that was just one of my questions to see exactly where you did your apprenticeship. Um so was your dad so your dad was obviously out of Local 14 also, correct?
1: Yeah. He originally got his book in uh Portland. Oh, he did. Yeah. Wow. Back in in the 40s.
0: Wow. So was your
1: dad then, pretty much
0: worked the dams?
1: No, he didn't do too, too much dam work, mostly bridges. And uh, he traveled around with Beasley quite a bit. And But okay. he worked uh, a lot of bridges in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Wow. Um, so... Kind of like, uh, so when, what year did you get into, uh, the apprenticeship, Don?
1: I joined in 1960.
0: 1960. Um, do you kind of remember like your first, one of your first projects or your first project as an ironworker? kind of like how it was when you, when you first went out, went out?
1: Yeah, I, uh, started out the first, the first job I got out of the hall, I went to, uh, down by moses lake and i was working on those titan missile bases okay and i stayed there pretty much uh my whole apprenticeship not not totally all of it but two-thirds of it anyway
0: um wasn't Mm. american bridge the contractor that that did that
1: no not on that job uh mcdonald scott was the general contractor who i worked for for about two years, okay. And then Bethlehem Steel installed the elevators and stuff for the missiles. Wow. And um, uh, and then a couple times during that that time frame, the first like three or four years, iron work. I I boomed out. I went up to Montana and I worked for American Bridge up there on the Minuteman missile bases. Okay. And, um, a couple other projects, one in, one in, um, no, trying to think the name.
0: Uh, It's all good, Don. Yeah. Um, it'll come back. Yeah. No worries. Um, so that's kind of like, uh, so was your apprenticeship, was it three years back then, Don, or was it four?
1: It was three years. Three years. So when, uh, okay you weren't, you weren't supposed to move around. You know, when I boomed out, uh, I was, I was kind of sneaking it. Yeah. <laughs> my, one of my uncles was, a the coordinator for the apprenticeship program. So he had, uh, kind of, so he kind looked of let you, way. yeah,
0: he, he kind of looked the other way. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when, when you would go into uh, those different locals, I'd uh, tell him my book was in being transferred that i'd just worked in someplace else and so i'd be us the bas and they'd let me go out because i was a certified welder and you know i could just about cover any part of it
0: wow so did uh, did your old man kind of teach you the the basics of welding as a young kid
1: uh not so much one of my uncles did i had an uncle that was really a good welder and uh, he had equipment in his shop at home so that's pretty much where i learned oh nice and then and then we had it in school also when we was an apprentice yeah we had, uh,
0: when you were working on that minuteman project in spokane area don did you kind of do the the whole kind of um you know learn structural and did rods because i heard the minuteman was kind of basically you did everything i mean obviously back in those days and it all con- it consisted of like structural work and rod work
1: right well the it wasn't in spokane it was in uh great Mo- falls montana okay and uh i worked i worked on rods there for a while when i first went up there because uh, it you couldn't hardly pick your job there was a lot of journeymen hanging around there and and they were working 712 so a lot of people were coming for the job so i had to pretty much take what i could get yeah so I worked in a rod patch for I don't know maybe a month, six weeks, something like that. And I was talking to different people on the job. The structural guys would come in and and do different projects, and I'd talk to the foreman and and I got transferred over to a uh, structural crew. And I stayed there for I stayed there for another probably six months, but. I had to get back to Spokane because of my apprenticeship. Gotcha.
0: Were you uh were you in the were you in the gang at that time or was it just kinda like a mis- miscellaneous or what were you doing when you got transferred over to the structural side?
1: Uh, we were it was a rigging gang. We were setting the cans in the hole and uh so I was working as a journeyman, you know, with the rigging and and uh, actually as far as structural there wasn't a whole lot of structural to it it was mostly rigging
0: gotcha okay so yeah because i've kind of seen some pictures from some of those projects down. it kind of looked like big long caissons that they kind of lowered in the ground and like even with a gantry type crane is that what you guys had or do you guys have a like a an american or some kind of uh, friction rig out there
1: yeah we had uh we had p and h truck cranes and uh, we had two, uh, two of them on each. You know, we took with us on each site, and we'd use them. We needed two to tip them up with to begin with, and then. Oh, shit. oh damn. Oh, shit.
0: i lose you yeah sorry about that don something happened there
1: that's all right so anyway yeah that's what we did
0: nice so you went back to spokane and then uh kind of did you do some projects around there uh uh, when you went back or how did, did i'm assuming that your apprenticeship you'd go like after work right back in those days
1: yeah yeah when i got back to spokane well actually uh I went I, I went to a different project in Montana there for a while, outside of Helena working on a cement plant. We were welding on a kiln there working we were working seven twelves there also. Wow. And and while I was there I got a call from Spokane that they wanted me on a bridge up in Moye, Idaho, Moye Spring, doing the bells on a cableway there for pouring the piers and doing all service and all the other crafts.
0: Um, so just kind of for some people that don't understand, uh, like what you just said there Don. I don't even like the bells you said are rigging up the bells. Is that what you said? What, is, what what, what did that consist of?
1: Well, it's just a signaling device. You know, we used it, uh, to signal the operator. Cause I'm out there, okay. you know, totally out of sight most of the time. And, uh, you'd ring different bell signals and then, and then he would do what you were telling him to do, you know, as far as hoisting or traveling or whatever.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, kind of like, I I could picture like I'm seeing like a a stiff leg Derek or something and like, he's got like that little, like he's hitting buttons or something. The the bellman, obviously that's what, where that term came from, from I'm assuming. Right. Um, Um, So that was your first taste of a bridge, huh, Don? Did you enjoy, I mean, once you got on that bridge, did you, like, kind of enjoy, obviously, doing that type of work, being a bridgeman?
1: Yeah, I did, and I was there, you know, with the other contractors putting the piers in and stuff for about six, seven months. And then uh, the contractor come in there to erect the bridge, they were from Tacoma, Washington. Don L. Cooney. They did a lot of bridges out in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. And I talked to the superintendent. You know, he come there probably a month before the before they even hired people. And uh, so he wanted to hire me um, because of my knowledge of the 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 uh, cableway and stuff. Okay. And so, uh, by that time I'd got my journeyman's book and, uh, when they come to town and the BA sent me out there as the steward. So I was the steward on the job and then I started connecting there. And that was, uh, actually I guess that was my first connecting job on a bridge and I'd connected on smaller buildings and stuff, but.
0: Did you always have that um, – That did you always kind of enjoy being up in the air, Don? Like, I mean, I don't know how much you were in the air prior to being on that bridge job, but did you kind of – that was your goal was obviously to become a connector?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be whatever <laughs> whatever it was, you know. Yeah. I wanted to be the best at it. So, right at that point in time, you know, when you were on a on a project, connectors, they were usually – the ones everybody was applauding. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's they get, they always get the respect. Uh,
1: right.
0: So like, you know, as a connector down, I mean, did you, um, I guess like, obviously, I mean, I have never worked on a bridge. I mean, it's, is it a different type of connecting? I mean, I've connected a bunch on structural buildings, you know, a story job or whatever it may be, you know, a little project, but nothing like a bridge. Is that a different type of connecting? I mean, uh, or is it kind of the same? You read the iron, you you can see what's going on or what you need to do.
1: Yeah, it uh, most bridges, you know, like a if it's a well, whatever kind of bridge it is, but say like Mollier Springs, that was a truss span. Okay, and uh, so it has to be built in a correct procedure, and you know, one piece after another, so you know when you're out there, you know what. The next piece is going to be, and you prepare yourself for that, getting the tools there and whatever you need for bolts and pins, and maybe you have to hang a couple floats or whatever to, you know, get ready for it.
0: Gotcha. So, like back, so, did you carry like back in those days, Don? Did you carry like um like come alongs and stuff to kind of pull or like you know bring things together? Yep. Did you guys carry those types of things? Obviously, but you know, okay, because um, I've talked to yep, some of. We the f-
1: carried, Mostly six ton come along, okay uh, port of, ten ton port of powers and uh just about probably seventy five percent of the pieces of iron you put in, you had to use one or the other, okay
0: did you always have a pumpkin with you carrying packing that stuff around for you?
1: some jobs, yeah, no, yeah, uh, we didn't have an apprentice working with the raising gang they had one back with uh guys bolting up and stuff but uh so we pretty much you know kept our own stuff with us and did you uh, did
0: you always have a bellman also done I mean or did you guys um you know nowadays you don't always get a foeman or a bellman to you know when you're when you're hanging iron did you guys always have a bellman back in those days yeah did you
1: just about you know, most projects you had some kind of a signal man that that bridge we you know you had to because there was no way the operator could see the crew I mean you couldn't give hand signals you had to give uh, by the time Cooney got there and took over the they put in a radio system we didn't use the bell system okay but uh, so we were using you know a signal man with the with the radio and Gotcha. And, uh, a lot of my family members were working on that job.
0: Oh yeah. Do you remember who yeah. your foreman was, Don? Who was your raising gang foreman?
1: Uh, Nick. What the hell was Nick's name? <laughs> yeah, he's out of the local fourteen. Okay. So uh, one thing I I remember about that job is the day we finished, and we were just loading out, and is a uh, day that our president john f kennedy was
0: assassinated oh really
1: yeah
0: wow yeah that's uh I, yeah i guess you would remember that always um yep. wow so uh how long i guess how long did it take you guys to hang that bridge down or how long i mean did you start in uh i mean he kennedy was uh assassinated in what 63 i think yeah or, okay Um,
1: do you remember November 63, we, we started hanging the, it took us about four months to hang the bridge. And I was there about five or six months prior to that. So I was there about a little over a year, right around a year. Okay.
0: So kind of like, so once you, you got that, that bridge hung out down, how did you find yourself? Um, like, did you? Did you just like, did you want to boom out from there or did you kind of just stick around the the Northwest or like, how did it work that you, or how, I guess, how did you find yourself uh, working for the bridge company?
1: Well, like I said, when I was in Montana on the missile bases, I worked for American Bridge and I got to meet the superintendents and, you know, some, not necessarily meet them, but know their name. And then some of them knew of me and. And uh, when we finished up Mollier, the, a buddy, the guy I was connecting with, he uh, said, I'm going to Astoria, Oregon. They're starting a bridge down there. and I want to be there. And I said, well, I wouldn't mind going, if, you know, if, if you can get me a job or whatever, give me a call. So uh, I went into Spokane. And. Uh, I I got a job down at Cottonwood, Idaho, putting up a radar tower, and that that didn't last maybe six six weeks or so. But during that time, a buddy of mine he got to Astoria, and they were just barely getting started, and uh, he got the work, and then uh, he got talking to the raising gang foreman, and and uh, called me up and said, you. know, get down here you can go to work so uh i finished that job there in cottonwood idaho and and headed for astoria wow what what was that like
0: don did they um because obviously i've talked to a a a few bridgemen that actually you know they started as apprentices on that job and then even um you know um like art hankin do you remember art hankin by chance
1: yeah yeah. yeah, I remember our Bill Harrington. I I read that article on him. I I knew Bill real well.
0: Yeah. In fact,
1: I might be the guy that hung that name on him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Journeyman Bill Harrington. I talked to him um a few weeks ago down and he kind of we did the same thing. I got, you know, recorded, you know, I asked him some questions about that bridge cuz it's coming up on the 60 year anniversary, you know, like the beginning of the start of the of the construction on it. Um so Right. Um did so did you obviously you went out as a connector. Um did did you uh did you have a partner? Who was your partner that called you or is that your connecting partner that called you, said, Hey Don, come on down, let's 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 work on yeah, this bridge. Pat
1: Polly Pat Polly was the guy that called me. He was uh he was the guy that I connected with in, in Idaho in Molier Springs, but uh he was working on, they had two raising gangs going there. When I got there, I went to work for Doty Grider and, uh, we were putting up an S1 Derrick on barges on a tower, 250 foot tower. Wow. And then Joe Langston had the other raising gang and Pat was working for him. Okay. So, uh, so, I,
0: so, oh, go ahead, Don. Sorry.
1: Well, I, I'm just saying I wasn't there from day one because they they were erecting a side span there, the first uh, deck truss coming off the approaches. Okay. And uh, and I went to work building the S1 derrick. And that's, they had to have the S1 derrick to start the truss, you know, for the main river crossing. And so that's what we did. We got the derrick up and running, and then we started setting out the main span. Wow, and uh, I stayed there through the whole project. We uh, we shut down a couple times because we caught the general contractor. We ran out of piers, and we went uh, one time. I went down to uh, San Francisco and worked on a building there for American. They sent me down there. I was there for I don't know, maybe six weeks or so, and then they got the job going again at Astoria. Went back there, and uh, when we got out to the the middle of the bridge from the Astoria side, uh, we shut down again because they didn't have the piers ready on the, on the Washington side. Huh. So they sent us up to uh, Vancouver. That's There was uh, <clears throat> an old shipyard, Kaiser Shipyard there, and they had two or three whirlies on on the river. And we used them and built the deck truss spans for the Washington side. Wow. And then floated them down from Portland or Vancouver to Astoria on barges and set them. Wow. So we were there about six months doing that. Wow. We built... Uh, you know, we had. I think the f- the first four spans on the Washington side they were like camelback trusses. I I don't know. It's been so long, but yeah, we built them. And then uh, there was like four deck trusses on the Washington side leading up to the main span. We built them and floated them downriver. The last one it was too high. We, we couldn't float it downriver, so we built it. At a naval base, an old abandoned naval base just north of Astoria, it called Tongue Point. Wow! Yeah, and it was the highest highest span that ever had been floated before. Wow! We built that there and floated it down and set it.
0: Uh, just a quick question, Don. Like, so you, when you were building that uh, that derrick on that barge, is that? I mean. I I mean 250 feet up in the air on a barge, it is it moving? I mean I, I, I it's obviously on water, but is it moving? I mean is there some sway to that when you're when you're on that?
1: Yeah, there's a little. Uh, you know, depending on what the water's doing. Yeah. And sometimes there, you know, we had waves. <laughs> Six feet high. Yeah, and other times, I other times it was just smooth as glass. Fortunately, when we were building the tower and putting the derrick on it, we were doing it in a little inlet there, and it was pretty calm there all the time. So,
0: okay, yeah, <laughs> that, cause that's like that just blows my mind. Two hundred fifty feet on the water, you know, and that the Columbia is yeah. not as smooth. It's not, you know, I mean, right there in the mouth. I mean, yeah. it's there's some chop there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that derrick was built on two big barges, and they were about uh, thirty feet between the two barges, and they spanned them with some big uh, girders for a grillage, and then the the tower of the derrick, which the tower was sixty foot square, wow, and two hundred and fifty foot high, and then we had a S one derrick, hundred and fifty ton derrick, sitting on top of that. Wow. So
0: did you guys stick build that Don or did you guys build bents and hang them?
1: Did stick build it?
0: So one piece at a time. Did you do one piece at a time? Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Pretty much. Wow. You know, I mean that was most of that bridge the main span, it was heavy iron. The the cords were, you know, anywhere from fifteen to fifty ton. Wow. Some of the main the main posts were seventy five, eighty tons, so it was a uh, it was a it was a big project
0: yeah cuz i've seen pictures so um i uh, i went back and there's some old pictures from the uh, the astorian newspaper from that time and actually i've seen footage on youtube but uh of like those towers that you were talking about and then the derek tower uh it just it it just blows my mind i mean it, it looked like it would be a, just an amazing project to work on um uh yeah it was and so like just another question I got down like when you started when you started hanging the bridge iron what's it like to to hang iron with a, a a derrick is it I mean is it is it real slow going or is it all depend on the operator or like kind of how like a crane is now you kind of you know certain operators can get the iron to you they just know how to hang iron is is that kind of how it was or was it is it completely different than hanging with a crane
1: Well you know it's totally different. uh a derrick is not near as fast as a crane, okay and uh, we were coming you know off of the barge on the river, so we're we're hoisting oh well, right at a hundred feet minimum every piece, yeah, and uh so we had a signal man up on the bridge with us that we used three connectors there, and then we'd have our signalman there'd be four of us up in the air and uh you know he would he would bring that iron into us and so it i mean it's like we're talking to each other you know and we're telling him a little more swing or whatever and yeah so it it go it goes good okay. I and mean, then you can accomplish a lot there in a day's time and the lighter stuff they they'd make uh, multiple pieces you know we might bring up eight pieces at a time or whatever they'd string them out with the light stuff and
0: Oh, so you guys would tree tree iron, obviously, and then just you know eight pieces or whatever yeah. it was. Nice. Do you remember who your yeah. phone man or your signal man was for for your yeah, racing game?
1: Harry Sheldon. Oh yeah, Harry Sheldon. He was out of uh, Wyoming.
0: Was he an American Bridge hand? Or was he a Bridge Company hand, or was he out of twenty well, nine?
1: No, he was. He was out of um, Casper, Casper, Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. He uh they they didn't really have any American bridge hands, guys that traveled with him on that job to speak of. A couple guys come from California, uh, with Doty Grider. They they did a bridge at Santa Barbara and they come up there, Lloyd Farley and, and Jamie Northrop. Yeah. But most most of the guys were like me, we we were just from different areas in the Pacific Northwest or some of them like there were ended up four or five guys from Wyoming that I remember. And, wow. But uh, Is it, a lot of riveters, you know, they come from everywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so Once like.
1: They started driving the rivets.
0: Yeah. Like, so Harry, they called him Harry the bear, right? Is that, I heard that yeah. Harry the bear. I'm assuming cause he was a big guy, right? Is that, or am I just i mean i'm trying to picture uh, he
1: was um uh, he wasn't very tall harry was probably i'm gonna say five foot ten or so probably weighed around uh 280 oh yeah i mean he was he was huge was he
0: pretty savvy though like he was obviously a obviously yeah. a good phone man or a signalman right
1: yeah just had One that of the best. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he had just had that um because you know there's signalmen out there that i've worked around and just um, like Rick Gilry, I remember hanging iron for him and he had to phone for us one day and he's just it was just so smooth, you know what I mean? He just put it right where you needed it.
1: Right.
0: Um and uh so so I, I've been talking, like I said, some of the retirees, and they wanted me to ask you about some guys that um I mean you kinda already mentioned some of their names, Don, like Lloyd Farley. Was he your connecting partner?
1: Yeah. I connected with Lloyd there for quite a while. When I first went there Lloyd and I were connecting on that tower, putting up the S1 tower. Okay. And then, and then after we got it up, um, me and him connected together on the bridge, and we pretty much stayed there. When when uh, we went up to Vancouver to uh, build those spans up there, Lloyd Lloyd never came back to Astoria. He stayed in town. Oh yeah, because he had tra- he had transferred into Portland by then, and uh, he just uh, he wanted to stay there in Portland and work, so that's what he did.
0: Wow, because I-, I heard that uh, the Markham Bridge was going at the same time. Don did uh, Markham Street? Yeah. yeah, Markham Street Bridge. Yeah, um, they sent a lot of you yeah, guys I to that on job that a little bit. Okay,
1: when we were there in Vancouver, um, if we'd get slow, might. My- be out of the material because, uh, they painted, uh, all the bridge parts there in Vancouver at that shipyard. And, uh, sometimes we would you know, run out of, uh, stuff that we needed. So they'd send us over to the Markham street bridge for a few days. And so I worked on it. Uh, Johnny Don't. Peters, he was, he was working over there. He was a connector out of, uh, local 29.
0: Who was that Don?
1: Johnny Peters. Johnny Peters.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that was kind of a, that was a girder bridge, right, Don? Or was that,
1: what? It was a double deck truss. Double deck truss. Okay. on the top and bottom.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: It had some girders on the end too, but uh, the river, the part going over the river was all a big deck truss, heavy iron. It was a good job. Was it? Yeah. Um yeah, it was a big job back then
0: did you guys use a did you guys use a barge crane on that i'm assuming or did you guys have a derrick like a tower that you guys erected also
1: no we had a they had a crane on a barge there okay i think a uh forty one hundred or a four thousand
0: probably a four thousand okay yeah those that forty one hundred will pick the world or four yeah. thousand, yeah um Oh uh, yeah, a couple more. So uh, Tommy and Brian O'Neill, Don, do you remember? You remember them?
1: Yep, pretty were they, well.
0: Were they Were they in the gang or were they? I heard they were. Or what? What did they do on the project?
1: Now well, Tommy was uh, a riveter, and so was Brian. Had you know they'd been driving rivets their whole life, mo- mostly. Their dad was a BA there in Portland for a long time, John O'Neill.
0: Okay.
1: And, uh, so when they, they, when they come to Astoria, they both come down there to to drive rivets and, uh, Tommy was there uh, a lot longer than Brian was Brian. I don't know. He, he came there for a while. And then I think when we shut down one time or something, he left and got work in Portland and, and didn't come back down, but. Tommy stayed there till the end and, uh, him and I went to, uh, Venezuela.
0: <laughs> ah, really? Yeah. For American bridge. Yeah. Wow.
1: At the end, at the end, about the, well, the second half of the bridge, when, after we got all those spans built and floated down the river, uh, Pete Peterson, and I were, had a 4,600 on barges. And we started erecting iron on the main span. And uh, they were using uh, the S1 tower out in the middle. And we were kind of doing a balancing thing. And we were building the back span. And they were building the center span. And and so uh, at that point, I was a foreman, raising gang foreman. And uh, Tommy, he was a uh, bolt-up foreman. And when the job finished, they asked if we were interested in going to Venezuela. And I said, yeah, I would. I'd like to hear about it anyway. Yeah. So it was a suspension bridge across the Orinoco River. So we both ended up going down there.
0: Wow. Um, How long were you down there for?
1: I was there about 16 months. 16 months. Did you kind of,
0: did you... Did you understand suspension bridges already, Don? Or did is that did you kind of um, did you have to work with somebody obviously who knew how to to build a, a suspension bridge? Because I mean, I've only seen videos or pictures of how they do that. But um, did you have an understanding of how that all worked?
1: Uh a little bit, you know. I mean, I uh, I never had worked on one, and uh, but. When I went down there, I knew I was going to be involved in erecting the steel some way, so I wasn't, you know, too worried about it. And then after I got there, two or three of the guys that American had just finished a bridge similar to that in Portugal, and some of those guys from Portugal come down to Venezuela. And I befriended three or four of them, and, and anything that I didn't know, they'd tell me. Gotcha. We all, you know, we were forming down there and we'd have a gang of natives working for us. Uh, okay. So
0: what was that like would, down? Was that pretty, was that difficult to kind of translate what you wanted them to do? Are they already, yeah. kinda, I mean, did you have a translator? I'm assuming.
1: Well, it was a, uh, yeah, they had guys there that were bilingual. Okay. And, uh, I didn't want one. I told him no. I I didn't want a bilingual person. I wanted just the regular native guys, and I picked out the, you know the ones I wanted, and and uh, we made we figured out how to get it done. You know I I learned enough of their language and a lot of the the tools that you use that ironworkers use they didn't even have names for in Spanish or Venezuelan. Yeah. So really? we come up with our, yeah. come up with our own names for them, you know? And
0: can you give an example, yeah. Don?
1: Um, uh, what the hell?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, like, uh, I'm assuming you use, uh, like come alongs and powers There, there. Is that what they call them down there?
1: No, we we made we had some name for them. I can't yeah. I can't even recall it now. But you know, even like a spud wrench or a beater, yeah, they didn't. So we huh. come up with some name for it. Yeah, and, so everybody. Yeah. So that and it didn't it didn't take that long. They they wanted to learn, and uh, they were really gratified when you'd teach them. You know, so as and for me, it was uh, a real experience that I really enjoyed yeah, I, teaching I, them the trade. And, you know, after we were there three or four months, I had a gang of iron workers. Hell, so I could have took them to New York or anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, I bet.
1: So, um, so you know, That's what you were shooting for.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – that's, I mean, that, I guess if you're going to do it that way, that's the best way to do it. Um, so that, that bridge crossed the river in Venezuela, I mean – um is like hanging iron on a suspension a suspension bridge kind of uh a difference i'm kind of what i'm picturing down is like you you build the towers that are, like the golden gate or the brooklyn bridge and then you you hang a uh, derrick off of that is that or was it different than
1: that yeah we uh we built the towers with a stiff-leg derrick you have one on each leg you know yeah the tower has two legs and so you got a stiff leg that climbs up each each tower leg, and uh, once we got to the top, we set a guy derrick up on the portal across the top, and uh, use the guy derrick to tear the stiff legs down and get rid of them. And then the, the guy derrick sits there. the The whole job you use it for well, for everything. Yeah. It, it's, uh, so it stays there till the very last thing and one of the last jobs you do is take the guy Derek down
0: yeah but, did did you come come back to the states after that or um did you i guess like did you work on any like story jobs for american bridge or did you just pretty much do bridges for them don
1: no i, I did about all of it. like uh, when we come back from from Venezuela, I was sent to, uh, Hamilton, Pennsylvania, which is on Interstate 80. Okay. North of Pittsburgh. And, uh, we built a bridge across the Allegheny river there. Wow. So I was working for the same superintendent that I worked for at Astoria. And then, uh, I did the bridge there at, uh, Hamilton, and they they sent me to uh, Akron, Ohio. We did a 40-story building there, a guy did job. Wow.
0: Did you hang iron? Did you run the gang?
1: I was a foreman. Foreman? Raising gang foreman, yeah. Wow. And then from there, uh, yeah, we did, uh, where did I go? I went to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we did a a job there and. It was a 42-story building, guy derricks. We had three guy derricks on it. We did that. And then I went on the U.S. Steel Building there in Pittsburgh, and we had uh, three leg derricks on it. Wow. It was uh, 70 stories. Wow. Did you happen to work on the Sears Tower, Don? I worked on the... uh, the, standard oil building they were going up at the same time american bridge had them both and uh we uh actually the standard oil building it was just a few feet shorter than the sears tower yeah so yeah i worked on that wow did and you ever I run into couple...
0: uh sorry now go ahead that's all right uh... No, was, did you ever run into that uh, I mean, he's a famous iron worker from uh, Chicago, John Roccavina. Did you ever work around him?
1: Roccavina, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was he did a lot of uh, towers and stuff. Yeah, the antennas. Rukavina. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I knew I knew quite a few of the guys from Chicago. Really? And I I worked on a nuclear power plant there, and that was out a local one at uh, Zion, Illinois.
0: Yeah,
1: and I I did a couple bridges in Chicago, a vertical lift span there. We built that. Wow. And another another uh, girder we built out there. Wow. And then uh, from Chicago. I left there and went to, um, they sent me up to Milwaukee. We did a 50, 55 story building there in Milwaukee. Wow. And then from there, they sent me to New Orleans and we built the Superdome. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And by then, I was assistant superintendent, so I was over all the erection at the Superdome. And and then I went to, uh, Morgan City, Louisiana, and did a bridge across the Shafalai River. Wow. That was a big job. And then from there, I went to West Virginia and did the New River Gorge Bridge. It's At that time, it was the world's largest R-span.
0: I, I, it, I seen a video of that, Don. That, that, I, I, there's a, I was watching, actually... Uh, the other this weekend, I watched a video of them uh, putting in the last piece on that arch. That's weird Uh that he said that. Wow. That's it. That's just, and it was like, once you, so a quick question, not to, to change the subject down, but what do they call it? When you put the last piece of iron in on a bridge, is it called setting the bridge or uh, there's a term for that? Correct. Like when the bridge takes its own weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That I forgot. That bridge
1: there we supported it with uh, cable uh, pipe actually. Okay. And uh, as, as we went out, you know, we kept uh, moving. Uh, we had some falls rigged up that we we'd move ahead and, and then tighten them up and that would hold the elevation of the bridge. And then uh, when you put that key piece in the last piece, I don't, I don't ever recall any special name for it. Yes. I remember I was
0: talking to like uh, journeyman, Bill Harrington. He said that there was a term when you put the last cord in or the, it's when the bridge takes its own weight. It's, I, I, I forgot what he, I'd have to go through my notes, but I thought there was a term for it for, for taking its own weight. Um,
1: but Like the Astoria bridge, you know, it was built like a can't truss. So yeah. That bridge supported itself. Yeah. There, there was no uh the back span, we had to use false work there to get from the from the abutment to the first tower. Okay. But uh the center span that that all discant cantilevered, and and uh gotcha. when you put the last piece last piece in uh all those holes pretty much had to be reamed and drilled there they they were just probably i think those were five eighths holes or something you know we were using one inch rivets so
0: yeah we put
1: set those pieces in and then we had to put screws there with and they'd have to start reaming and and bolting them up you know to uh, support it so
0: so uh, so you're back to the Story Bridge. There, done. There's that that there's that famous picture of you guys putting in the bottom cord. It's like the top and out piece. And Art Hankin uh-huh. uh, was. Uh, were you were you in the picture? Were you on the Oregon side? Because Art said he was on the Washington side. Were you on the Were you guys you and your partner connecting on the the Oregon side of the the cord, the bottom cord? Well,
1: yeah, I was there. I think I'm in that picture. I've got some pictures that was in the newspaper that I was in. Okay, but I was I was a foreman at that time. So uh,
0: gotcha. You know, I had
1: I had guys connecting for me. Gotcha. That, that were making the iron and, wow, yeah, wow, Don.
0: I mean, I, I mean, uh, just got a few more things here, Don. I mean, so I don't take up the rest of your evening here. But uh, so I heard a story about the story Bridge. Somebody said that you know they saw you climb one of them posts. I mean, you're like. You kinda of kept looking looking at it, he said, and then finally one day you're like the hell with it, I'm gonna climb. And then you climb, you know, you, you climbed up one of them posts on this Story of Bridge and it was like a hundred and twenty foot post and like you, you did it, and, and like kinda of, he said it like just blew everybody's mind.
1: Yeah. I wow. used I used to try to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's what I was like Yeah, I was like it blew my because I mean I obviously I've seen the story of bridge and I've seen that post that he's like he was he was referring to and it's just like it like wow I mean and you're not tied I mean obviously you're not tied off down and all that stuff and mean it's just did were you upset when when all that came into play when the iron work I mean were you still in iron work were you still working iron when all that tying off came into play or um yeah were you what was your uh, thoughts on that Don was just like it you know, obviously most iron workers rebel against stuff when, you know, when something new comes in, is that kind of how you were? Um,
1: in, in some instances, I mean, there's, I always thought that, you know, I was smart enough and most iron workers were to protect themselves, but, um, there's, there's a reason for that safety. And, you know, I mean, it, uh, accidents and loss of life and stuff not you don't only lose a person but you you know this guy's got a family that he's supporting and yeah it's uh there's a lot more to it than just tying off so if you could save a guy's life and tie him off <laughs> you that's what should be done
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, kind of in the day now, I mean, we do everything obviously tied off and it's just uh, safety is very important these days and, you know, try to portray that to apprentices and all that. Um,
1: Right. uh, American Bridge probably was the main instigator in that uh, construction safety as far as as, uh, erection companies go they, uh, you know, they had safety belts. Well, I started in 60 and then they had safety belts in that had a lanyard on it. And, and uh, they encouraged, encouraged their workers to wear them and use them. And each guy that hired in, they give him this little safety book and it had all kinds of stuff in there about eye protection hearing protection you know the whole the whole nine yards but uh, it wasn't it wasn't really enforced on the job because it was up to the foreman or the superintendent to enforce things like that and those guys were all old reckless iron workers you know <laughs>
0: yeah ex- yeah exactly
1: they were the they were the ones that they couldn't convince a lot of the men, the young guys, if you told them, look that it's either that or you lose your job, well, they'd do it, yeah, you know, and uh before long they they knew that there was a good reason for them to do it so yeah it uh it's something that took quite a few years before i i retired in uh two thousand five okay and I'd been a superintendent for 20 years then, probably, and I'd been through stuff that, um, tying off. And that was, that was just like nothing to compare to what, you know, they got to where you're building whole systems for just people to tie off to. So yeah, they, the only time they weren't tied off is when they were eating lunch.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's kind of so, what I heard. Yeah, American Bridge kind of like you had uh, somebody told me that they possibly showed you like a film before you actually went on the job, like a safety film. Was that was that? Yeah. Okay. Some
1: projects, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. When I when I was working, when I finally retired the last well, fifteen years or so, I wasn't working for American Bridge anymore, but I was working in Northern Indiana and Chicago. And, uh, in the steel mills doing, uh, new construction in the steel mills and repair work and oil refineries and all, all of them companies in there, there was no, uh, game about it. They had people on the job with cameras and stuff and you either obeyed the safety rules or you, you weren't there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: they'd fire you on the spot. So Yeah. it got pretty serious.
0: Yeah. I mean, so uh, just one more question about the, uh, your American bridge days done. Was it, you know, like now most, you know, like myself, I mean, I've been in almost 20 years and, uh, but like the younger generation iron workers, me included uh, American bridge. Is that one of those iconic ironworking companies is, was it like that when you first started with them? I mean, was did you did you already know from like your dad and your uncles and all that that American American Bridge was this iconic was it iconic back then when you first started with him
1: yeah yeah it definitely was you know they were the largest steel rector in the world and and the reason I wanted to work for them is because of the projects that they built you know just like Astoria and yeah the Superdome and you know at bridge in West Virginia, I mean I worked on some of the big biggest projects in the world and and uh was able to use equipment that nobody else had at the time and so it uh it was for me it's what I wanted you know I wanted to be as good as I could get,
0: yeah what was your most difficult project Don? as you, as a superintendent, what was your most, like the one that made you kind of like step back and scratch your head? Like, Hmm, how are we going to do
1: this? Well, I, I don't know if I ever had one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, we always, American bridge was a very uh, structured company and they were their president and their and all their people in the offices were mostly uh engineers. Uh very few very few iron workers got past uh the field being a project manager. You know, that'd be about yeah. as high as you you'd see a, an iron worker get. But uh, just about all their superintendents were iron workers. Yeah. But er, everything above them was uh college graduates you know with with an engineering degree of some kind and
0: so they had a pretty sharp pencil and like when they built shit when they built stuff on down like kind of if you needed some kind of uh lifting device or something was difficult to figure out you had engineers that were putting the specs together for you or building it correct wow
1: yeah and actually that that happened during the when they bid a job whatever engineer was working with their estimators and stuff, they, they had a plan on how to build it. And they had the equipment for it and everything that was needed. And so when you'd go out and do the job, that's the first thing that you would see was the, the blueprints for that project and then the American Bridge building specs. And uh, you'd see that, well, they're going to send me two uh, 4100s and all this equipment, and this is the plan. And you'd get a, a project engineer, and he has already rehearsed with that. And wow. So then.
0: So they're pretty work wise, and down, I mean, they're like, you, just, yeah, I mean, it, that seems like to. Obviously, back in those days, or I mean, in your early superintendent days, to have those types of resources, you know, on a job or to ha- at your disposal, I mean, that had to have like kind of, you know, saved a little bit of stress for you, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You knew if you could read and write, you could build that job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, wow. And uh, you know, you had all the resources, of American Bridge behind you. Just our job was to. You know, beat the estimate to make to make the company money, and uh, a lot of times we'd change the whole erection procedure because uh, we knew of a better way to do it and figured out a better way to do it. Were they
0: were they okay with that? Like, say you you know you saw a better way of hanging the iron. Were they okay with that, or did you have to like fight with the higher ups to to get something changed as far as your erection plan?
1: well you know they they would welcome anything uh but they wouldn't just go say okay go ahead and do it they'd they'd sit down and look at your plan because like i said you'd have an engineer on your job
0: yeah and
1: if and if i seen some way that i wanted to shortcut things or i seen a bet what i thought was a better method yeah i'd sit down with him and and tell him and show him on the drawings and he'd make up a an erection procedure and he had sent it to his boss and he said, this is what Don wants to do. And, uh, whoever the superintendent was, everybody did it. Yeah. And then, uh, sometimes they'd approve it. Sometimes they wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Was American uh,
0: bridge pretty, um, uh union friendly i mean obviously they hired union iron workers but like in their early days they you know kind of wanted to be an open shop until like they had those agreements with the the international and things but were they pretty friendly as far as that don
1: yeah i i mean that's all we ever used was union iron workers and we'd go into a town and uh of course you know they had agreements like you say with the international and with the locals and yeah you were allowed to bring X amount of people in. Okay. Yeah. Percentage, and, uh, you know, we, we'd meet the BAs and sometimes you had a good relationship. Sometimes you didn't. Some of them were assholes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of our superintendents were too. So it, it worked know, out it was a two way street, but yeah. I, uh, I never had a whole lot of trouble.
0: Yeah. Did you usually keep your uh, gang like so? I'm 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 assuming you had you know as a superintendent you had your foreman's that you trusted. Did you always like? Did you always get to travel with the same your, your same gang or like? Is that how you did it, Don? Or did you just go to the, you know you go to a project and just kind of bring your foreman? And then you'd hire her out of the hall.
1: Well, for the most part, you know that you didn't take many people with you below a foreman foreman was about as low as we could go okay because uh when you first started the job you know any job it, i mean you don't go in there and start a wreck and iron the first day you got to set up your office complex and your shanties and yeah there's you know a lot of your yard and so there's quite a bit of stuff that goes on and so you'd ha- hire maybe one or two gangs and Four or five men gangs, and we'd just get that from the hall, and and uh, and you go about business, you know. And if some of them were weren't no good, you get rid of them, and yeah, and you tell tell the VA, look, I got so and so coming into town, and he needs a job, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So he'd send him out, and that's eventually you'd get the guys on the job that you wanted for the most part. Yeah and uh and get a lot of good local guys too i i had a lot of guys that traveled with me after uh, you know we finished that project when we finished the building in milwaukee i had three guys that went to new orleans on the superdome for me so wow so i uh,
0: I just got a couple more questions don and then i'll I'll, I'll be done what so i like on top of like have under or what project may have like made you step back and scratch your head, what was your favorite project that you did as a, a superintendent or as a leader, um, for American bridge? Uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you probably did my, so many My favorite.
1: My favorite project, period, was Astoria.
0: That was your favorite, yeah, as an iron worker, that was your favorite job.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, Astoria had everything that you could ever want to be an iron worker. And, uh, you know, I worked on other jobs at uh, Bridge in West Virginia and the Superdome and some buildings, and a lot of them had different challenges and so forth, but. Astoria pretty much had it all. Yeah. It, uh, wow.
0: Do you have any personal pictures really, from from that project, Don? That like you kind of like? Did you guys carry cameras back in those days? Like a little? Uh, I mean, I don't. Not much. No. I and mean, we
1: didn't have we didn't have phones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> some days I wish those were gone too. Um, yeah. But uh, I
1: do have I do have quite a few pictures of Astoria.
0: Wow um yeah i mean I, I and some so after we get done with this i was going to kind of ask you but my the last question i have as far as just kind of like document like you know what would you tell to somebody who's trying to get into iron work nowadays you know um the new generation iron worker what would you tell that person i mean about you know becoming an iron worker
1: well i i think the most important is is that you're reliable? That you're that you're there to work on time every day and ready to go go to work, and uh, you uh, follow directions and and uh, learn the trade. And but uh, the biggest part that problem that I had the last ten years or so that I was superintendent was, you know, the guys just wouldn't come to work. Yeah, you know, to get a to get twenty, thirty guys on a job, and and thirty, forty percent of them were missing two days a week. You know, it's it's hard to to get shit to done. Up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you gotta you gotta answer to your general contractors and stuff because they're they're scheduling their whole system on your steel erection. You know, and yeah, but. uh I'm glad I'm retired. Yeah,
0: I, I, I bet. Don, did you um? Did you have you picked up any hobbies since? I mean, is there do you play a lot of golf, or what do you do nowadays?
1: Yeah, I play. I play a lot of golf. I I've always played golf. Actually, I I took up golf at Astoria. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, and I've been playing golf ever since then. So it's kind of in works another out. that will be 60 years. Wow.
0: Uh, and uh, something yeah. just came to my mind too. Don So I somebody showed me a commercial that you're in, a Miller commercial from 77. Do you remember doing that? Yeah. Wow. What project where was, was that? Obviously in Milwaukee? Was that when you were doing that 50-story in Milwaukee?
1: No, it was in uh, it was in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit? And it was called the Renaissance Center. I think now it's called, uh, I think General Motors owns it now. Okay. But uh, when we built it, Ford Motor Company is the one who built it. There was four, forty. I think there were 44-story buildings, and then an 80-story building in the middle of those. They were all round buildings. Okay. And uh, the center building was a hotel. It was. We didn't build that. We built the four around the the perimeter. Wow! And uh, so we built them two at a time. We had two of those forty-story buildings go at a time, and we had Savco cranes on them. And uh, it was that was a good project, real good project. I was the erection superintendent on that. But that was. That was in '75. Okay. And uh, we did that commercial like in early December of '75. Really. And the first time they showed it was uh, on January 1st when the uh, back then they had the bowl games, you know, on January 1st. Yep. And it must it must have showed ten times. Really.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, somebody uh um uh Matt or Matt O'Holloran, um John O'Halloran's son, I'm I'm friends with him on social media and it he he, he put it on his uh um social media and then uh retire here in, in local twenty nine said, Hey, that's that's Don Vick right there in the elevator. Um and then it shows yeah. you kind of showing up at the bar and taking your hard hat off. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I was I
1: was just <laughs> just looking at that. Yeah. i' uh, I I belong on uh the internet, I'm on the Iron Workers and uh somebody put it on there and I hell I hadn't seen it for forty years. Wow. And uh I was just kind of scrolling through that thing and there I it's Miller time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Miller
0: time, yep.
1: Wow. But yeah,
0: that was quite a deal. And one more, one more. Sorry, down there's like so many things that are now just rushing to me. So there's a picture also that's that's on the internet, and somebody I saw said that it possibly may be you. It's you're kind of standing on a uh, top of a column, like you got your uh, feet against the column splice or the splice plate, and they say it's in Seattle. Is that you? It's kind of got you got a full brim hard hat. And it's American Bridge. Is that you?
1: Not that I know, okay. I've never seen it. If it is okay, no,
0: because somebody um on on Facebook said I, I think that's Don Vic uh, Senior um back in in the seventies huh. or early eighties or something in Seattle. It's just a picture of you just standing and somebody's taking a picture. Um, I don't uh-huh. know. Um, but yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, yeah that I was never kinda... did work in Seattle. Okay, but I worked over there once back when they were building a space needle just oh, before the World fair i was over there for about a month
0: oh really yeah wow and i was
1: i was an apprentice then and i bullshitted them in to let me go to work <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's man well don i wish i could i could meet you in person i'm uh I, i've worked around your son your um don uh junior he was a raising gang uh foreman on a project here in Oregon a few years ago, uh, the Facebook there in Prineville kind of got to work around them a little bit and stuff. So that's kind of how obviously I got, uh, your phone number is just cause you know, you know, through other people also, but yeah, I wish I right. I mean, could have met you. I mean, um, so I, I kind of, some of the retirees in local 29, or they kind of wanted me to ask you if it, if it's possible, we, but we'd love to have you. We have a pin party every three years and, uh, we're kinda of doing this this kind of a story of bridge tribute. Um, kinda of like maybe possibly shake up our pin party a little bit and we're trying to get some of the guys that worked on that that bridge together just kind of uh have a theme and you know, they wanted me to to throw an invitation out to you for you and your wife if you if it maybe possibly you guys could uh um you know, attend. It's uh August uh twentieth um of this summer so just kind of wanted to throw that at you if that may be a possibility and you know we could you know possibly discuss that or i can keep in touch with you and 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 see where you may be at with that
1: yeah that's Um, possible we're we're talking about doing the Oregon coach this summer
0: oh that will that may work out then don if it does i mean we would we would love to have you you know obviously i don't know if you've been to one of our pin parties or how how you guys know uh, but remember. it's just, it's uh, it's at the Oregon Convention Center. It's just a big gala. You know, everybody's dressed up. and uh, But we're kind of doing a theme this year, kind of like, we say the 60-year anniversary of the Story Bridge, but it's kind of more, uh, you know, at the beginning, that's when it was started, like 60 years ago. But, um, but like I said, we're trying to get to some of the guys that were uh, part of that bridge, that iconic bridge, and uh, try to get them together and, uh, you know, have a, just celebrate that. Cause I mean, th- that was obviously the last of the real Bridgman um, that I've ever met. Um, so just a kind of a, an invitation to you to see if that'd be a possibility for you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So like I said, Dan, and, uh,
1: I'll,
0: I'll keep in touch with you and I, I appreciate your time so much, Don, you know, I, I you know, I, I, just think it's, it's super important to document this because, obviously these stories and all this informations I, it's not going to be here. And, and, you know, uh, Facebook and all that bullshit, it, it gets tiring sometimes. And I want to hear it from the person, you know, who's actually experienced it. Yeah. So,
1: but, well, if you have any more questions or you want to talk some more, just give me a call.
0: Absolutely. Don. And I appreciate you saying that cause I will definitely be calling you cause I could, I, I got a million things going through my head right now, but, uh, it's for another night. So I appreciate your time, sir.
1: Okay, thank All you. Right, have a good night. You bet.
0: Good night. All right, brothers and sisters, that's a wrap on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave me a review on Apple or Spotify or reach out to me on my Instagram and Facebook at Chasing the Hook Podcast. And if you know someone who needs to be on this show, please reach out also on my Instagram and Facebook. We all love hearing those stories and I think it's super important that we keep them going. So with that being said, have a great one and be safe.